first ten verses, and then we're going to move on down and read one more verse. First Samuel chapter 17. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, uh, verses 1 uh, through 10. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered together at Sakkoth, which belongs to Judah. Uh, just let me stop right there. You know, Judah means praise. Judah means praise. And I find it interesting. The Scripture says, Now the Philistines gathered the armies together to battle, and were gathered uh, together at Sakath, which belongs to Judah. The devil always want to come, always wants to come against and fight your praise. Amen. Come on. Yes. Satan will meet you at the point for your praise. If he can get your mind all flustered with all kind of problems, situations, and keep you from praising God, then he's won a victory. Hallelujah. Let me, I've got a lot to read, so let me, let me continue. He's, I don't know. We're having a little technical problems up there. He may and may not be able to get this up, but we're going to go on anyway. The Bible says, They encamp between Sakoth and Ezekiah and Ephesdaim. Now Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Eli and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And, the, and a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now, you understand. I, I thought, I, I've been seeing this commercial on TV, but this guy going through the house and his head taking part of the doorway, I thought it was going to happen to him a while ago. But Goliath had him beat. About a pretty good piece. Hallelujah. That, according to my Bible, the footnotes of my Bible, it says that that is nine foot, nine inches tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Again, my footnote says that that was 125 pounds. Can you imagine having a coat of armor carried around that weighed 125 pounds? This guy, man, he, he, he was something else. Hallelujah. Amen. He had a bronze helmet. I done read that. He had a bronze armor uh, on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his, and his orange spearhead weighed 600 shekels.
going to do. I, I can handle all right back in. I don't, I don't think I can handle that. But man, the, the head of his spear, imagine now, 15 pounds. I want you to get a picture of the mass this guy had to bend. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Then we're going to drop down to verse 32 of the same chapter. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Let's pray. Father, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your love and your mercy. We thank you, God, for your goodness. Speak to us today through your word. Help us, God, uh, to listen to what you would have us uh, hear today. Supply every need, touch every heart. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen and amen. Shake somebody's hand before you sit down. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Brother Travis, if you'll just cut off completely. Pro presenter, and then restart it. Maybe you might be able to do something. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, the magnitude and the size of this guy by the name of Goliath. And he had four brothers. They were all big boys. Hallelujah. And there they was, the armies of Israel on one top of one mountain, and the armies of Philistines upon the other mountain with a valley going down through it. And this guy come out every day for 40 days and hollered out across the valley, send me somebody, send me, send me somebody. A challenge was being made. By the grace of God, I want to speak today on a subject titled Embracing the Challenge. Embracing the Challenge. Hallelujah. All of us has got challenges to face in our life. Every one of us. Some of us more than others. Some challenges are more difficult than some. But yet we have to deal with these challenges as a part, amen, of our lives. After years of dreaming about doing it, and it took a total of seven weeks climbing, a man by the name of Edmund Hillary and another fellow with him by the name of Tenzing Norgay reached the top of Mount Ares to become the first human beings to climb to the very top of the world on May 29, 1923. And then on May the 20th, 1927, Charles Lindbergh began his flight in a plane called the Spirit of St. Louis. 
On the evening of May 21st, he crossed the coast of France and sat down in Paris, becoming the first to fly across the Atlantic. Now, I could go on and on naming historical men and women who were the first to conquer obstacles that had never been achieved before. But I'm not going to name any more because being first is not exactly what I want to talk about this morning. I am compelled to ignite a flame down in the heart and soul of everyone here to face the challenges that arise in your life and embrace them. Don't fear them and don't ignore them. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Challenges are presented to us for a reason. And if the challenge comes from God or His Word, then there, uh, that challenge is there to make you stronger. It's there to teach you that you can do all things through Christ Jesus. And sometimes the challenges come from the adversary, which is the devil, and he brings us challenges like Goliath did uh, in an effort to defeat and steal the victory which belongs to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But I want to declare to the enemy today, I'm not going to run from the challenge. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to accept it. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's talk about a boy with a sling. Talk about a boy with a sling. We done told you how big Goliath was. First Samuel seventeen thirty two read, Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now listen, listen to this close. David, just a, a youth. scholars differ exactly on the age. He could have been anywhere from uh, 17 uh, uh, to 21 because that's usually what back in those days they called a youth back in those days, a young man. David woke up on an average morning to get ready to go out to tend the flock. And we know we know the story of David, how he'd go out there and sit and, and tend to the flock, which was sheep. And, uh, and that's where he wrote many of the psalms uh, that we found recorded in the book of Psalms. And he would play that harp. He was a, he was a cunning musician, and he, um, uh, and he would just worship God. And those psalms we know now, are they are songs. And, and he would play, and he would sing, and he would worship God. David woke up and he woke one morning and he was fixing to go on on an average day. But it wasn't going to be an average day. There was going to be a shout moment. Many of us, we wake up to go about a normal day, a, a normal routine. But something happens that it becomes not so average, not so normal. 
You see, David's father told him, I want you to go out to the battlefield where your brothers are, where they've been camped and stationed for 40 days. And I got this fresh bread and some cheese and uh, some grain other things. And take this fresh food out to them. They've been camped out there now for a long time. But David's average day turned into a day of challenge, which once he embraced it would propel him into the destiny he was born to, to sit on the throne of the king of Israel. Yes, ma'am. 
you came to kick is your challenge. Amen. A child is about to drive you crazy. Amen. Why do you care what the challenge is? Embrace it. Don't fear it. Don't rise from it. But rise to it in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Let me give you another illustration. I'm going to talk about I want to talk about three Israelites in a fiery furnace. Hallelujah. Three Israelites in a furnace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can see there's a king there. And that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can see that fiery furnace back behind them. I want to go to Daniel chapter 3. Verses 14 and 15. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psaltery, and symphony, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand?
want our musicians to come back and get ready to do a song. I'm going to wind this down. What is the challenge that you're facing today? I named some of them a while ago. Sickness, habitual sins, whatever. The list is endless. If you are here today... If you're here today and you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus Christ, then I'm going to tell you what your challenge is. Your challenge is whether or not you're going to continue to walk the path that you are walking that's going to lead you straight, as Brother Harrison used to say, to the hot place. Or, if you realize you're going in the wrong direction, God allows you turns. That's good. <laughs> Embrace the challenge. Yes. Find an altar. Kneel down and repent of your sins. Say, God, I know I've been trying to do it my way, but my way's not working. All right. <clears throat> my way's not going to lead me to everlasting life. I repent. Yes. I change my mind and my direction. I give it up to you. That's your biggest challenge if you've never given your heart to Christ. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you today, embrace the challenge. Embrace it. Win the victory. Everybody stand. Brother Darrell. There is a name. I love to hear, I love to sing its words. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 